This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Uh, A word of explanation from something I had said on last week's show. You might have missed it because it was subtle. At least I tried to make it subtle. Right at the very beginning of the show, just as I finish up saying, remember I'm not really a doctor, I just play doctor online, I said a word. I didn't call attention to it. I said it quickly. Just kind of said it and then moved on. And the word I said was cunnilingus. Now, if you caught that, you're probably wondering, why in the hell is Jim saying that word, opening his show, and then not making any kind of reference to it? Well, it comes from uh, a conversation I was having with uh, skeptics in a Zoom uh you know, gathering, and um, I'm I'm not I'm not one for body talk. Um, I'm just not. It's not. It's it's. I'm not comfortable with it. I, I'm not saying I don't ever participate in it. Sometimes, you know, in the right company, I don't know, in in the right mood, I might do a little, but I'm just not. Uh, you know, I don't know, Catholic upbringing, being a Minnesotan, I don't know. Or is it just me? I'm just one of those guys that just isn't real comfortable with the body talk, right? Well, I'm, I don't even know how it is that I said the word in that conversation, but I did. And people were, <laughs> a couple of them were, oh, Jim. <laughs> I said, well, I do know the words. <laughs> I do know them, uh, you know, and 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 it's just that I'm not. I'm just not. I, I just don't really throw them out there all the time. Now, some of the members of the skeptical Zoom meetups are a little more uh, capable of engaging in body talk, and that's that's their thing they can do. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not necessarily uncomfortable with them doing it. It's just that I just I don't do it. Okay. Well, we you know we were joking around about it, and I think I said the word again, <laughs> and, uh, and and somebody put like a challenge to me to say it on the show, say it on your show, and I said you know what I could do, I could just do my show, just do my open, and I said it 
for them and then drop the word and then move on. And that's exactly what I did. And so um, there it was. <laughs> and if you caught it and you were wondering, you know, what kind of a weird turn is this show taking? Uh, that's what. That's why I said it. Don't worry. I I won't be. You know. I won't be saying things like that. Uh, you know, as on a regular basis, coitus. So anyway, <laughs> that was a joke just then. <laughs> if you caught it. Uh, anyway. Um, math is hard. <laughs> math is really hard, especially when you're being dumb. When you're being a doofus and you're and you think you got something, you think you got a point. You think you know you, you understand that big numbers are really big numbers, and and there are even bigger numbers than the big numbers. And some and the big numbers that you thought were really big numbers, well, these other really big numbers are so much really big numbers that those big numbers aren't as big. So you know, it's does. Anyway, <laughs> I um, I had a, a, a moment uh, a while ago <laughs> where I thought I was making some good point, <laughs> but it didn't take long to realize, you know, I'm an artist, I, I work for a janitorial service, I work for a comic book store, I'm, I'm a cartoonist. I'm not a mathematician. I don't even play one online. But, um, I don't know. I thought I was on to something. So this, this, you know, COVID is still going. It's still a thing, even though Texas is saying, look over here. Don't, don't look at the fact that we couldn't provide power and clean water and heat for for millions of Texans. Don't forget about that. Look over here. We're going to open things up. It's going to be great, and we're all going to start dying again, or people are going to get infected again. It's all going to start happening again down there in Texas because they're they're trying to get you to look, you know, get the other Texans to look away from the failures that they had there. So let's look. We're going to open up now. It's not time yet. The vaccines are getting out, but we still need to be careful, okay? Let's not get excited. Be patient. Be patient. And get your vaccine when it's available. So, um, Congress, being run by the Democrats now, and the White House being run by a Democrat, they're working on getting another COVID relief package together which would include some money, direct payments, to, you know, a butt-ton of, of, uh, of Americans that, that could use some money. And, and I, so I was, I was looking, and, and, the, and the amount of, the, of this package is $1.9 trillion. That's a hell of a lot of money, right? So I, my brain said... I think this might be clever. Let's try to do the math. <laughs> I, I posted this on Facebook. I know it's far... Sorry again. I know it's far more complicated, but the proposed COVID relief bill is $1.9 trillion, right? 
which I wrote dollars twice in there. I put the dollar sign, and then I wrote the word dollars. You don't need them both, you bonehead. Anyway, uh, but it would be possible to give 300 million Americans each a million dollars and still have, let's see if I do the math right, uh, 1,899,997,000,000 left over. That's pretty much the same amount as the proposed bill. Where's my million? <laughs> and I posted it up there. Did you catch the error? There's an error in there. Now, my friend Craig was the first to, uh, to pipe in. I was still being a little slow at this point. He said... A trillion is a thousand billion. It still wasn't, you know, it just, it wasn't, you know, yeah. And then I said, is my math wrong? And he says, yes. And then he was looking forward to hearing about the show. Well, here you go, Craig. The next person who commented is a fellow named Travis. Travis is a skeptic who lives out on the East Coast. And he said, one million times 300 million is 300 trillion. <laughs> and that was it. That's all I needed. I said, wait a minute. Math is hard. <laughs> yep. I completely, I completely, and, and well, I completely screwed that up. So what I did immediately, instead of taking it down and pretending it never happened, claiming somebody had hacked my account, I went back into the original post and I edited it and put in an update. And the update says, math is hard. The three million Americans would each get a dollar. I'm a dope. And I thanked Travis, gave him a million points, and then ended by saying, so where's my dollar? <laughs> uh, not only that, not only that, but later on I kept thinking about it, and I found that, um, as I put it in a comment in the thread, I got the math even more wronger. <laughs> Uh, 1.9 trillion minus 300 million is 1 trillion 899 billion 700 million. I, 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 you know, my initial math, I just subtracted 3 million from the total, not 300 million. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, it, math is hard. I'm done trying. Uh, the, that's I'm actually quoting a song by a Minneapolis band from the 90s, I think, called uh, Supernova. Uh, Amy liked them. And there was this one song that they did called Math. And I think it was inspired by the, the Talking Barbie doll that uh, caused some controversy when one of the things that Talking Barbie said was math is hard. And uh, I'll link to the song in the show notes. You go to dimland.com. Uh, click on the show notes option, and you'll you'll there'll be a link to the song by the band Supernova. It's goofy. They're a goofy kind of band. It's the only song I know by them. It's 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 a goofy but catchy song, and you know it's novelty-ish and all that. And I but it's just math is hard. <laughs> I'm done trying. Oh my goodness. It just uh, yeah. I I, <laughs> I screwed that up one up pretty well didn't I the other day I wanted to mention this is a quickie this is a little quickie before I get into uh, something else you know I can tell I'm getting old I can tell because um, I came home the other day from work and Amy uh, on one of the channels 
the movie Pretty in Pink was playing. It's a John Hughes film. John Hughes used to make all these uh, films about uh, high school kids, uh, you know, rites of passages type movies, uh, kids trying to figure out life and all that. And uh, you know, he made The Breakfast Club. It's probably his best known. Uh, my favorite of his films is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And it's probably because it doesn't focus on high school kids. It focuses on adults. Um, anyway, so I come in, and she's got Pretty in Pink on there, which is based on a really good song by the uh, Psychedelic Furs, which I knew that song before the movie came out. That's how cool I am. Um, so I sat down, and I'm unwinding from work, and she's watching it. And I'm, I saw the movie when it came out. Uh in 86 or so, whatever it was. And and uh, I remember thinking, yeah, I, I, I guess I enjoyed it, I think. But um, I kept having this distinctly um, different feeling about the movie than I'm sure I had when I was younger and saw it. I kept thinking, settle down, kids. <laughs> Quit being so damn dramatic. Oh my goodness! It just was, gee whiz, kids! <laughs> you know, you got some life that's coming up on you, and uh, being that dramatic is not going to be helpful. But uh, you know, it caught it. It, it you know, um, John Hughes tapped into something in these movies, and it, he, he to a kid. I mean, I remember when Breakfast Club came out. I was going to art school. I saw it, and I thought, nah. I was getting the feel that settle down, kids. Even then, I was starting to get that feeling. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like, it's, yeah, just blame your parents for everything. <laughs> it's one of the things I was thinking about. And the one other thing that we didn't like, and I may have talked about this before, Ali Sheedy's character. Now, this is Breakfast Club. Ali Sheedy's character was the kind of the outsider kid wears all black uh she's an artist she's kind of you know she's gothy sort of she seemed interesting you know here's somebody that's that's there's some interest there and a bunch of art students are watching that character you know and we're talking about it and we every one of us every single one of us at least in my little clique because we were exploring the idea of you know breaking away from a high school thing uh and just being our own people and trying to do an artsy stuff and punk stuff and post-punk stuff and goth stuff and whatever we were getting into. Just, just trying thing, different identity type things for ourselves or whatever. And toward the end of Breakfast Club, Ali Sheedy's character is just turned into, you know, one of the normals. One of the normies. And we went, ah, how disappointing. The most interesting character in that room. And you, you made her bland. It's really disappointing, especially to a bunch of art school art uh, students. Uh, we just that's that and the fact that the kids just you know blamed all their problems on their parents. <sighs> I don't know. I wasn't a parent then. I am now. Huh. So anyway, um, yeah, math is hard, <laughs> and uh, and I'm getting old. Uh, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm going to my first break. I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back shortly. Now that's a guitar riff.
You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Hi, I'm Darren McKee, one of the hosts of The Reality Check. Each week, my co-host and I explore a range of controversies and curiosities using science and critical thinking. You can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcasting platform, and on Facebook by searching for The Reality Check or by following us on Twitter at TRC underscore podcast. Until then, keep an open mind, but not so open your brain falls out. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. This ought to be good. Well, let's hope so. You know, and being a pedant, uh, you can find yourself uh, having pedantic moments that seems to uh, um, hold up uh, or defend, or I'm not sure exactly what the word is, uh, um, side with some crazy people (laughs) once in a while. All right, what am I talking about? Uh, you got to bear with me here. Uh, uh, Miss Tinfoil Hat 2021, uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, QAnon candidate, or QAnon representative in the uh, U.S. Congress. She's a Republican, of course, and uh, she's from Georgia, and she won because she ran unopposed. That's how she won. That's how she got to be a congressperson from Georgia. Uh, it's a Republican deal, and when she won the nomination from the Republicans, I guess that was the primary was her was her competition. But once she became the candidate, well, she ran unopposed, so she won. I think I have that right. I hope I have that right. If I have it wrong, email me, Dr. Dim at dimland.com. Let me know if I'm wrong. Well, she's been on a tear lately. With the genders thing, instead of just you know listening and saying, "Yeah, it's not a, this isn't a problem. Why are we making this a problem?" I remember some years ago, high school friend of mine had a problem with the transgender thing because you know, someone that was born biologically male, but is trans, and uses a women's bathroom because that matches their gender. Um, you know, little girls are going to see a penis in the bathroom, in the restrooms, in public restrooms. They're going to see a penis. Now, I talked about this back then, and I and I told this to my high school friend through the Facebook, and I said, seriously, you know, she, you know, she's, she's, uh, you know, she identifies as a as a woman, and she, you know, she's been going into public restrooms all her life. And I asked her, how many vaginas do you see in there? I mean, 
I can tell you how you know. I I I've been going into men's rooms all my life. We you know I'm not in there checking out other guys' stuff. You know we we keep our eyes to ourselves. You know. So if you're in a women's room, and and I told my friend, and you're seeing other women's vaginas, you're either one you know they're they're showing them to you, and. If it's unwanted, they should be, you know, they might be getting arrested. Or you're trying to see them, and maybe you should be getting arrested. This isn't a problem. I mean, mothers and fathers have been bringing their young children into, you know, uh, fathers have been bringing their little daughters, little girls, into men's rooms. And mothers have been bringing in their little boys into women's rooms. They've been doing that as long as there's been public restrooms. if somebody makes, if somebody does something untoward in there, well, that person who's doing the untoward thing is breaking the law. So this is not a problem. How is this a problem? Yeah. You know, and now they're thinking, well, because now they're going to have, you know, they're going to you know, on the sports teams in high schools. Well, again, I don't see this as being a real problem. But Marjorie Taylor Greene has a problem with transgender people. She has a problem with trans folks. She does. And uh, so she tweeted, God created only two genders. Now, I'm not, my pedantry isn't about genders and all that kind of stuff. That's not my pedantry. My pedantry is a response that, you know, that uh, MTG got. The response she got uh, from somebody named uh, Allison. Uh, it's, it's either Mickle or Michael. I'm not sure how she pronounces it. Uh, Allison responded by saying, Wrong! God created one gender and a rib, but I wouldn't expect a rib to know that. Which is kind of funny. I showed this to my wife and she laughed. And, I, and so I said, yeah, It is kind of funny, except... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, she looked at me and said, Oh, you're not going to get pedantic about this, are you? And I said, Well... Uh, I am. What? Well, according to the Bible, uh, Genesis 2 7, uh, chapter 2, verse 7, uh, I'm not going to quote it, but uh, what it tells us is that God created man from dust. He, he breathed life into his nostrils. And that was, that was the first man. That was Adam. And, uh, um, 2.18 of Genesis says uh, that uh, God realized that man shouldn't be alone and he needed a helper. So uh, God starts making animals and birds, but they're not quite right. So uh, Genesis 2.21 tells of uh, God putting man into a deep sleep so he could yank a rib out of him and use that rib to create woman. And then... Uh, and then God presented the woman to the man. Uh, and then Genesis 2.23 has the man saying, Stand back! I don't know how big this thing gets. Or maybe not exactly that. Okay. But, you see, um, it's still two genders in, in, that, you know, in that sense. In the biblical, logical sense, it's still two. 
He, you know, he he created woman from the rib from the guy, but he created the guy from from dust. I mean, it's just it's still it's it's still you know, Marge. I, I mean, I'm, I got I don't want to give Marjorie you know ammunition here to say what? Well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he used a rib from Adam to make the woman, but he still made two. It's still two. But again, we're going by biblical logic, which you know we we all know it's bullshit. So, and, and but it's you see what I'm saying? It's just it's it's a very it's a good joke, and it's you know it's it's ironically sexist by you know by you know because because Marjorie would be one that you know the man's the head of the household and the woman is to support the man that kind of thing and you know I'm only a woman what do I know that kind of that sort of thinking you know that sort of that sort of attitude that uh, maybe we're not being fair maybe we're being stereotypical toward you know the evangelical christian kooks types but uh you know um that seems so saying well what would a rib know you know, but you see what I mean? It's just he just he just created them in different ways, but still, and I'm saying this by by the logic from the Bible, from the from that, it's still two, and so Marjorie could just still say, yeah, two, it's two, and feels she's right, and and again, I I, I feel kind of gross. Um, uh, you know, seemingly supporting Marjorie. But, yeah, pedantry. What can you do? <sighs> oh, I haven't done one of these in a long time. It's not true, it's not true. I'm telling you, cause I'm up here and you're nowhere. It's not true. What's not true this time has to do with um, the recent uh, CPAC uh, event. The I think it's called the Conservative uh, Political Action Conference. I think that's what it's called. And it's a conservative thing that uh, that they do. I think it's every year. It's yearly. They all gather together to um, you know to air grievances. To uh, complain about uh, how oppressed they are, and uh, to work uh, out the best ways, the best strategies for not improving the lives of others. That's that's what they try to figure out how to do. How can we not improve other people's lives? Uh, the lives they do want to improve are which rich white people, but you know, those are the lives they want to improve. But the other people, you know, screw them. Now it's largely this 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 conservative stuff meetup is largely a Christian thing and uh, and in, in that Christian thing there's a there's a sizable evangelical Christian flavor to it now I'm sure there's some Jewish folks there and there's probably even some Muslim folks there it's you know and I, maybe maybe there's one atheist that they let in there and he's probably the janitor that's cleaning up after stuff but uh, it, it's they it just isn't you know, it's mostly Christian stuff, and then there's you know that large evangelical wing. And here's this 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 thing showed up at the conference. 
this this golden idol came in there and it's you know, from what i understand the 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 artist who made the golden idol is from mexico and according to cnn and i guess other sources they they were able to track down that the actual idol itself was made in china <laughs> how perfect is that made in china and it's this you know it's a representation of fearless loser it's got a suit you know, he's got the suit jacket on with a red tie, white shirt, but he's wearing, you know, like, uh, you know, surfer shorts with the American flag emblem on it and flip-flops. He's holding the Constitution in one hand and the magic wand in the other. And they wheel this thing in there. Apparently it stands about six feet tall. And they, they wheel it in. And for, for I look at that thing, and it's, this has got to be... A tr this has got to be trolling. This has got to be some sort of some parody that's being done. Some way of just th it, it, there's what is the statement that's being made here? There's, it's got to be something. I, I I haven't been able to find that if that it is some parody. I haven't been able to find it if it is. So it may be completely legit that they brought it in there, but the there isn't. It's not true aspect in here. The you know the evangelical types, you know, and the, and all the Christian types, and, and you know something. Uh, well, it, there are some Jewish folks there, and I'm sure even the, the the Muslim folks there that they're all based on that same you know uh, basic God guy, and they all have Moses being the you know one of the big guys, right? All of them do. Some of them have have him uh, uh, bigger than others, you know. A, a bigger figure they figure bigger in their uh, in their religion than the other ones but um, you know every year right about this time of year pretty soon you know for 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 my family it was uh, it was Easter but uh, really it's Passover each year this this movie comes out the the, the great the grand the the the, the spectacularly cheeseball but the great, awful movie, The Ten Commandments, comes out. It's shown on TV, shown on TV each year. It's it, it, They stretch it out to about ten hours long. The movie's three and a half hours long, I think, just if you play it through. And they, it's just, it's so bombastic and poetic and just incredibly uh, silly and all that. And, you know... I learned from that that golden idols are something that that God frowns upon, and since Moses is a big guy in all the three religions that are all based on the same God, I would imagine that all the three religions should be looking at somebody, you know, being all cheesed up about a, a golden idol, which got brought into this thing, should be saying, "Is this what we're about? <laughs> are we? Wait a minute." What what are we doing here? Okay, but the it's not true. There's an a, there's an aspect of this that isn't true. The internet's have been this photograph has been floating around, and it shows a bunch of evangelicals gathered around this golden idol, and they're all with their heads bowed in prayer, and they're looking like they're trying to bless it or get blessings from it or something, right? This picture's been going around. Well, that picture is a lie. 
it's an altered photograph. The actual photograph was of Fearless Loser being surrounded by these people, and they're all praying over him. And it's, it's I mean, it's essentially the same thing. <laughs> I mean, really. It's, it's just, you know, he's not, he's not a golden idol in the other one. He's just more of an orange idol. But still, it, it's, it's weird. It's weird how the people just fall in... You know the, the the ones the the people of personal responsibility, the people of law and order, the people of of God, are looking at this guy like he's the answer to their prayers. I just you know I was talking with a group the other day. Says you know people got to learn how to step back and and look at what they're doing and say, "Am I right here? Are we are we right here?" You know, it's like I, I, somebody had mentioned it through social media, saying that you know, if you find yourself in a, in a at a rally with a you know a bunch of people supporting a particular candidate, and you look around and you're seeing people carrying Confederate flags and wearing you know Camp Auschwitz shirts and having the 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 Odal rune symbol on their clothes, uh, you know, which is a Nazi symbol now. I'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, when you look around, and you see that kind of stuff, and you're in that group. You might want to think to yourself, uh, am I on the right side here? Am I one of the baddies? Maybe. So I don't understand. It's just, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But, but, at least that image of the evangelicals gathered around to worship the, the golden idol, at least that image, well, you know, it's not true. Well, okay, so uh, I've reached the uh, second break. So you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after this break. maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. When, oh when, will someone design an exploding head emoticon? Please, someone, anyone. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Z. 
You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Remember, I'm not really, oh, I say that at the top of the show. I don't have to say it again. Uh, okay, so the CPAC thing. As I said, it's a, it seems like it's a, you know, an airing of grievances and, the, and a complaints about how they're, you know, the, the Christians in this country and the conservatives are so... They're so oppressed. And now they're all upset about cancel culture. Now, it's complicated, the whole thing. I have my uh, reactions to it, to some of this stuff that I think um, that there's some points to be made. You know, like, what is it doing to the world of comedy? Uh, But then can comedy, you know, work in the certain parameters and, and, and I listened to Dana Gould say that yeah you just have to work harder you just have to you know you just yeah you just have to do you know just come up with something new um, anyway um, they're, they're talking about being canceled and, and I saw this point being made uh, uh, on the social media and you know in the group that we were talking with um, saying that you know the 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 Christian sorts, um, they have uh, quite a, a history of doing canceling. Uh, I guess Amy Grant, uh, be, she, she fell out of favor with them when she stopped singing her "Oh God" songs into singing you know poppy love songs. Uh, Disney went afoul. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, well you know <laughs> that's all devil worship, right? Uh, Harry Potter and I don't mean the J.K. Rowling problems that uh, she has with trans folks um just the stories themselves the harry potter stories where you know promoting witchcraft remember when the dixie chicks were over there in uh, in the uk i think it was in london or somewhere in the uk and they were doing a concert and they're from texas and and it was this was during george w bush's administration and one of the dixie chicks said something about being embarrassed to be from texas because of you know president george w bush is from texas and and remember remember how they were canceled or at least attempted. How dare you speak your mind? How dare you know and all that? And I sometimes I can when somebody makes a good point that I I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they have a lot of experience of canceling somebody out. So now when there's something that they for some reason they 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 find these other hills to die on. You know, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss Enterprises has decided that there are six of the books of the catalog that aren't inclusive, that that will make some people reading those books uh, to their children and those children feel uh, othered or put outside or you know excluded from the world. There's depictions in there that are, uh, at the time uh, that they came out, the majority didn't notice. And I've talked about this before. 
uh, a few weeks ago. I was talking about that show on uh, on uh, on British television back in the 70s called The Good Life. Here, here in the United States, it's called Good Neighbors. One of the characters was wearing an apron that had a cartoonish caricature on it, and it was a represent. Uh, it was based on uh, uh, the black and white minstre- minstrels, minstrels characters. And I and I, and I got to be honest with you guys. I I had watched. I started watching that series. I think at some point in the mid '80s or early '80s, it started showing up on PBS here in the states. And I was watching it and fell in love with it and enjoyed it. And I'm not sure how long it took before I started saying, "What is she wearing? What is that on that?" apron what the hell is that and then you know and, and it's something that would i'd forget about when i didn't watch the show for a while they put it on and that particular episode comes on and and then that moment in the show arrives and there she is wearing that apron and, and i go oh right oh that's right you know there's a moment in some one of the other episodes where one of the other characters does a little chinese thing where he you know he pulls his eyes to make him slant and he says, you know, he speaks in sort of like the Chinese uh, stereotypical, you know, R's for L's, you know, or L's for R's, and you know, switching them up. He does that, and and that just kind of he comes across today as ew. Uh. But looking at that Abrams, uh, my goodness, what in the world, you know? But the majority didn't notice. They didn't think it was a problem. They didn't even think about it. This is how we've advanced. We're starting to see, oh yeah, look at that. How did we not notice that before? Now we're starting to see that. That's part of what Black Lives Matter wants the majority to do. Listen. Observe. Pay attention. This, it's the stuff that goes by, that gets by you, It's because you, you don't have to think about it. It's just, oh yeah, you, you, you don't notice it. Until it's pointed out to you, oh, that's a problem, you know. So, the Dr. Seuss Enterprises, uh, maybe they they heard from parents writing in saying, you know, have you seen some of these? We're not really happy with some of the images in these books or some of the stuff. And so, Dr. Seuss Enterprises reviewed their catalog. They looked at this stuff and they said, you know, these books don't need to be out there. We can retire them. That's not. They didn't get banned. They didn't get canceled. If this was a company saying, "We want to be inclusive to our uh, to uh, to our potential audience. We want to include people. We don't want excluding people. We don't want people to feel like they're not, not being given respect." You know, that's what you, we want to be about. That to teach people to love and honor and respect each other. To be kind. And sometimes, even in that trying to make those lessons, at a, you know, at the time that these these books were being made, the majority was still not quite getting some things, and certain stereotypes were just were just accepted, and they didn't they didn't see it. Now we now we're beginning to see it. We, we've been seeing it more, and now we're you know actions being taken. And so these conservatives they get all upset about that, and it just seems like really, uh, you know, how about trying to do something to make other people's lives better? And this may not be fair. This might not be fair. I admit it. 
and I'm going to say this in that in that I, I believe it's a tiny minority, a teeny tiny minority within this conservative grouping of complaining about the canceling and all this kind of stuff. There's a teeny tiny tiny minority in there of those complaining about political correctness and all that. The teeny tiny ones are the ones that really want to still be able to say the N-word. I think. And I'm, again, I don't want... I, I'm, I'm trying not to be unfair. But I think there's a teeny tiny bit of that in there. And it, it needs to be weeded out. Now at this at the at the uh, at the deal, um, there was a stage, and the stage raised some eyebrows, raised mine when I saw the comparison, and I thought, oh my goodness! All right, um, you guys heard of the Nazis, right? I mean, the your grandfather's Nazis or great grandfather's Nazis, as the case may be. You know, the Nazis. They had um, adopted all kinds of runic symbols from Norse stuff or whatever. They they adopted all these these runic because they thought it it reflected this this Aryan perfection that they thought they were all about. And and they they you know and they would put them on you know insignia for their uniforms and that and um, and and more and more recently uh, I guess in 2016 uh, the uh, there was one of the the, the the National Socialist Movement had uh, decided to set aside the swastika for what's called the Ofala rune. Uh, which you know it was a, it's you know a Nazi uh, commandeered symbol that they decided to use that so you know to be as uh, one of their leaders said at the time to be more inclusive and more mainstream okay you're still a Nazi <laughs> there's nothing inclusive about being a Nazi and there's nothing and there should not be anything main, mainstream about being a Nazi okay sorry. Uh, actually, I'm not sorry, but and then there's this other rune called the Odal rune, which I'll try to describe, but I'll show it to you on the show notes page, dimland.com. Click on the show notes. It's a, a as you as you, it's a diamond shape, four-sided diamond shape that's a bit longer than it is wide. All right, the outline of the diamond as it comes to you know it starts as a point at the top goes wide and goes back to a point on the bottom well where it goes to a point on the bottom the the two lines that make the the bottom half of the diamond they continue along on their paths they stop and then they go back up like two little feet sticking out it's like it's like a Jesus fish but much more angular and with two little feet at the end of the tail you know that little Jesus fish symbol it's a little oval with a couple little sprigs for the tail you see them on the backs of cars and say, oh, yeah, driving behind a Christian. Yeah, really good. <laughs> okay, so that's that's the Odal rune. Now, the stage at CPAC looked very similar. I mean, it's scarily similar. 
it, and, and I posted about it on Facebook, and I, I put the thing up, and I said, you know, walks like a Nazi symbol, swims like a Nazi symbol, quacks like a Nazi symbol. You know, it's probably a Nazi symbol. Uh, I didn't do that last part. I just kind of left that off. You know, that's the that's the idea. If it if it walks like a duck, swims like a duck, quacks like a duck, you've probably got a duck. And that raised a discussion on there. And in, in the discussion, and I've updated my post, just much like when I had my math problem, I updated the original post to, to reflect it. I do accept at this point, because information has been given, found more information, that the people who designed that stage really didn't realize that's what they, they, they it's so similar to the Odell room. That they didn't intend that this wasn't this was a, an amazing and hell of a coincidence, but this was not their intention. They built stages for you know Joe, Joe Biden events for Nelson Mandela. Mandela had some events, you know, something like that. They you know they're just they did not intend it. Uh, you know, it was it was accidental. It was coincidental. It's not meant to be some sort of message being sent out to the neo Nazis. Although I have no doubt that there are some neo-Nazis out there that saw that and took it as a message. But I, can, I accept that this was not an intended thing. You know, don't, don't assign malice where human incompetence can be a, a plausible explanation. And the principle of charity, they say they didn't intend it, I'm going to take them at their word. But my goodness, what a coincidence it was. Because it really does look like it's that symbol. And that also brought up this other discussion. Someone got into the Facebook thread and was really upset that, uh, that we were saying that that's a Nazi symbol. When he, and the person just kept showing you know, the, the SS, the typical SS insignia that the Nazis have for their SS troops. And which is the, the double lightning bolt type S's. Right? And that, yes, that's true. But this particular symbol, the Odal rune, was, um, was, was part of Nazi insignia. And it was for the 7th SS Volunteer Mountain Division, Prinz uh, Eugen. I'm not sure if I'm saying it correctly. And that was, uh, they were in occupied Yugoslavia back during World War II. Um, you know, so that's, it was used for... Uh, you know, Germans in that division and and those that were ethnic German Croatians. So, you know, that's what that symbol was from. And it was just one of many that the Nazis used. You know, the Nazis ruined a lot of stuff. They, they ruined a lot of symbols that, that was there. But, you know, like the swastika didn't start out meaning what it means to most of us now. But that's, that's the power of what what uh, Hitler and the Nazis did. That's that's what they did. Now, the one thing they didn't ruin were skulls. You know, the skulls on the on the on the caps of the of the SS, which which got Mitchell and Webb wondering if they were the baddies. You know, they're playing Nazi characters and they had these skulls on their caps. It's a funny bit. I'll show it to you. They're saying, "Are we the baddies? Why do we have skulls on our caps?" But the skulls are still cool. Um. And so it's, it's, this person wanted to argue that, well, that that's, that's not what that symbol means or it's not what these other symbols mean. And we just, just pointed out to them that it doesn't matter. 
This is what it means now. It's things change. Meanings change for things. You know the OK symbol with your hand? You make the OK gesture. Um, you know, the three fingers up and the uh, your pointing finger and thumb coming together in a circle. Okay, now it means okay. It means things are okay. That's good. Very good. I'm, you know, you've got the go ahead. You, you know, that's what it means. And it goes back quite a ways. Um, but some 4chan group decided to satirically suggest that it's a symbol for white power because the three fingers up resemble a W, and the finger and thumb make and the wrist. Yeah, or the arm make the P, so white power, right? So it was meant as just a, this is a joke. This is it's not, it wasn't meant to be seriously. There are white supremacists, supremacists going around making the OK symbol to to demonstrate that you know do a dog whistle to other white supremacists to just here's our signal, here it is, white power. Except it caught on. The Anti Defamation League. Uh, defamation league said that you know it didn't start out being serious but it has caught on now sure for the most part the okay symbol still just means okay but in certain context when you see you know a group of firefighters uh, and there's like three you know it's like you get like 12 firefighters standing for a group photo and and uh, three of them are holding are doing okay symbols and they're white dudes yeah they may be sending they may be sending a message but again it's context so stuff changes it's stuff changes in its meaning so yeah it didn't start out being that but the nazis ruined it sorry um, again though i do accept that it was it was just a coincidence. It was an accident. It was not intended. That that stage was designed the way it was designed, just to maximize the space, and to to use in that uh, Hyatt hotel or wherever this thing was. Well, hmm. eh, kind of a downer, but eh, you know you got to see it through. You got to be able to change your mind. Because I thought, my goodness, that is so much. How could that be anything else? But I've, I've evidence has been given to me to, me, to my satisfaction, unless information comes out otherwise, that <clears throat> it was an accident. So um, uh, before I get out of here, uh, I want to give you some good news, maybe. Uh, you, you may be aware that I've been having some, uh, Amy and I, we've been having some weirdness with our car. We got this Kia Soul, 2014 Kia Soul. And it's been having some weirdness. It's been having the check engine light come on and off. Usually in the cold weather months, the last couple of years, I've had it scoped out, you know, put on the computer to see what's going on. They said it's some kind of emissions thing and I didn't really need to worry about it. So I hadn't been worried about it, but... After I got that new battery, back in December, some other weird things have happened. Now, the first of which was Amy would uh, she had the car. She came to pick me up at the office. When she normally she you know, she gets in the passenger seat and she lets me drive home because she doesn't like me being such a nervous Nelly while she's driving. 
I just get that way. <laughs> you know, she does drive awfully close to other people, and she drives fast, and she changes lanes a lot, and it really makes me nervous. And that, maybe that's not fair of me, but <clears throat> that's true. Anyway, um, so when she did it that one time, I got in the car, and the engine was not running. And the battery light was on, the oil light was on, and that's what happens when the key is in the running position. You know, it's in the on position, but the motor stops running. Well, a couple other times since then, the car has stalled. One time while I was driving, slowed down and stalled. So this recall thing happens. I bring it over to them. I mention this to them. And they, well, they checked just all the recall stuff, and they, they didn't check on this other thing. And they said, well, you know, if you want us to scope it out, it's going to be 163 bucks to do the full diagnostic for it. I thought, well, we'll I'll bring it back for that. I just want my car back now. So, okay. Tuesday, last Tuesday, was a big day for me. Um, uh, I was getting that uh, I was getting an injection in my neck, uh, uh, some steroid, which went just fine. Although when the nurse when the procedure was over, it only took like five minutes to get the whole thing done, uh, as far as you know the injection and all that. Uh, but in the afterwards, uh, when the nurse was uh, going over, you know what I need to do over the next couple, few days, what symptoms to look for, danger signs, if any, that kind of stuff. I said, I better lie down because I'm feeling a bit faint. I started to feel a little faint. I don't know why. Just something had happened. I, lied, uh, I did lay down for five, ten minutes, and then I was fine. Got home. Uh, Amy had to drive me home because they put in a, you know, anesthetic into my, into my neck which would cause my arms maybe to be a little heavy and my responsiveness not being so good. So they wanted to make sure I had somebody else to drive me home, which they asked me about four or five times. Do you have somebody to drive you home? Y yes, I do. Wife is out in the parking lot waiting. And, but, but otherwise, everything else went fine. But that morning, I got out to my car, out to the our car, I should say, and uh, got it started. And the light headlights flashed and the dashing light, the dash lights flashed three times, you know, flash, 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 but it started, and I thought, why is everything flashing? So I just turned off the car, started it another two times, the lights flashed three times each time, and I thought, what the hell's going on? But it's running, so I drive to work, three miles, get to work, get to the parking lot, turn off the car, and then I start it again, and it's not flat, the lights aren't flashing. I said, well, that was weird, I wonder what's going on here. And then I remembered, oh, I gotta mail these bills. So I just put the car back in gear, drive over to the mailbox, and on my way back, coming around the roundabout in the intersection as I'm coming around the car stalled and I coasted to about 200 feet away from the office I was able to park in an emergency parking lane so I wasn't blocking anybody it's a pretty narrow street there and I was able to park get a arrange a tow to bring the car out to the dealership call the dealership saying cars coming out <clears throat> I eventually got a call from them saying, okay, we got the car, we're going to put it on the scope, it's going to cost 163 bucks, just letting you know to get started, which I figured, okay, fine, whatever you got to do. And then Amy, you know, we go and get my neck procedure done, come home, and I'm relaxing at home, and uh, get the call from the dealership saying, you have a loose battery cable. It's loose. And it wasn't allowing the battery to charge properly, it's the positive one. Something that the, the fellow did when he put the battery in, when I got the new battery, he put this little felt uh, uh, washer that's red on the positive post, and there's a green one on the, on the negative post, so you can tell. Well, that 
felt is just thick enough so that the there's a whole plastic housing that goes over the top of the uh, the post on the positive side of the battery. Well, that little bit of felt was just keeping it from seating properly, so they he couldn't get the the cable clamped on tight enough. So they just removed that thing, and then it's got it clamped on. So he said, "No, we're going to keep it overnight. We're going to charge it up, and then we'll you know let you know in the morning when you come pick it up. We'll check out some other things, and you know." So the next morning, uh, I had to bring Amy to a, a job interview. Uh, she's looking for another job. And uh, um, and then after that was done, we picked up some lunch, went back to the office, got the call from the dealership saying, car's ready to go. And I said, okay, what's the damage? $90.25. I said, what? That's less than... Well, they charged me half for the, diagnosis, the diagnostic. They said it was such an easy fix. We're only going to charge you half. I said, great. Went and picked it up. Drove it back to the, you know, Amy was, took the car home because uh, she had another appointment later on. So she was going to come and pick me up at the end of that day. Um, I had picked up a, uh, a new gas cap for the car because it wasn't clicking the old one. And that might be why the check engine light's coming on. That might be why it's stalling. Maybe. So, um, Amy comes to pick me up. Uh... She parks in the lot, gets in the passenger side. I come out, sit down, engine installed. Battery light, check it, the oil light are on. What the hell? Started up, it started. I checked the battery cables and then drive it home. I had a job to do that night. Drove out, got there, driving back. The check engine light comes on. Now I put the new gas cap on it before I went out. So, and it clicks. The other one wasn't clicking, this one clicks. What the hell? Next morning, check engine lights on. Drive it out to you know, to get some gas before heading into work to you know, fill up the tank. Put the new gas cap on. Click, click, click. Start the car. Check engine light is off. Is that what needed to be done? I don't know. <laughs> is it good news? I don't know. <laughs> I guess stay tuned. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Yeah, we've come to the end of another show. Uh, if something should happen there, I'll let you know. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. And be skeptical. Be patient. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. Get vaccinated when you can. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. And I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission.
This has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.